0: Good evening, folks. My name is Rob Green, owner of Shirt Folk. Welcome to the Shirt Folk Podcast. It is episode one. It is May 10th, 2019. Hope you're having a great time. Wherever you listen to this, whatever you're doing, hope it's going well. The Shirt Folk Podcast is going to be a platform for stories. Um, the entire platform of Shirt Folk is going to be built around the people behind the print industry and that's what this podcast is going to be specifically talking about. Um, At the very least, talking about the topics regarding people, regarding the ins and outs of how their passions and drives and, and what makes them want to be printers and be successful in this and sometimes a very unforgiving business. So I figured with this first episode, I would talk about myself and why I want to do this and what led me to want to do Shirt Folk in general. Um, It's a story that I think is worthwhile for anyone that wants to be following this or wants to be involved in this because I believe it's going to show why there's value in what this is trying to achieve. All right, so when I was just out of college, you know, approaching the 20-year-old age, Um, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with what I was doing. Uh, I came from a a very local community college, um, literally in my small town. I grew up in Westminster, Maryland, and I was looking to do something with my degree I had, which was in multimedia graphic design. And after looking at several jobs in the area, I realized that I was going to probably have to want to do something for myself, at least to start out, and maybe just... Have a little bit something on the side as a part-time job, and be able to make money, and and be able to help out my dad and all this. So through the process of working, through some things, I realized that I really enjoyed designing T-shirts, and maybe that was partially in line with the fact that Threadless was maybe at its peak. This is roughly around 2006. What I consider to be at its peak. When I was in high school, Threadless was. Huge. I mean, everyone wanted a Threadless shirt, and it was at the peak of what, again, I believe was the peak of having contests for shirts and having submissions for shirts and having that be something that you could make profit at, the very least, uh, social collateral. And so I started with designing shirts on Threadless. Um, nothing ever got printed. Nothing ever got to where I wanted it to be, but every day I woke up and did a shirt. Every single day, I did something. Um, what this also taught me was the art of waking up and doing something every single day, even in a creative industry. Uh, I grew up around farmers, and grew, you know, and my father worked in a factory. Four o'clock in the morning, he would be in there. I got that mentality of if you didn't create something that day, it wasn't a successful day. And while that perception of creativity and production has changed a bit for me recently as you'll see with these podcasts and you'll see with my daily videos that I really do try to keep up with that and feel that it is worthwhile to be creating something at least semi-daily and so I was in the process of doing that and and working through that and at a certain point again I was roughly 23 25 um, no I was 23 23 years old, and my dad got sick. And through a process of knowing that I wasn't really capable of fully um, taking care of myself if something went wrong, there was no way I was gonna be able to take care of my father and be able to, you know, to have any kind of living lifestyle for either of us. And so, with that, I realized that I had to put graphic design a bit on the back burner, and it gave me some time to. Um, think about that a lot, about what I wanted to do with graphic design and with illustration. So after that, I, I worked a series of Joe jobs, you know, I, I was, uh, which, you know, I, I washed dishes in the back for a, a night or two. Um, that was one of those jobs that told me that while, yes, I believe no job is too. Um, too rough or too, you know, whatever for anyone. I think anyone should be able to do anything they, they feel they have to do, because that's, there's no shame in it. I do believe though that there was a certain point when I realized that if I had to do a job that might not have been the one. That was definitely not my, my finest moment. And that led to me um, working uh, at a, one of the few movie stores, particularly where I'm at. It's, it was located in Tawnytown, Maryland. It was called Movie Gallery. And I am a huge movie fan, like a gigantic movie fan. So it, honestly, that was maybe the most optimum job for me. Well, I was just trying to figure out what was going on with what I was doing. It started as part time, it turned into full time, and it worked. I was able to think a lot, able to you know doodle and do all kinds of stuff. And but I mean, obviously, what happened is I mean that whole industry just fell out. It totally fell down and and no one was doing that stuff anymore and so it eventually closed and there I was again I had nothing to do I was I was aimless I didn't know what I was gonna end up doing but I knew I had to do something because we needed money and I was approaching where I had no money in my bank account like nothing I mean we're talking honestly maybe a thousand bucks probably sub a thousand dollars and I was looking on Craigslist for anything at this point. At this point, I really was looking for anything. And so I got to this point, I was on Craigslist, and there was this local shop named Wilson's Great Moments that was looking for someone to clean screens and maybe grow with it. And through a process of a couple of interviews, I realized that it fit my degree, it fit something I was doing, and obviously I was hungry as all hell. I mean, I, I needed this. But, you know, I tried to play it cool and tried to not be so, like, I needed this. I didn't want to seem desperate. And, you know, I was trying to make some kind of money. So I was hired. And I was doing exactly what every single person that's not having any experience in the industry does. Cleaning screens, working part-time, just, you know, putting in the time to put in the time, essentially. You know, and I don't know. I worked there I am still am, but I was working long enough that I was going, there's potential here. If I just put a little bit of effort in and maybe not think so much about graphic design illustration, which wasn't the plan. The plan was to go there, learn some stuff, and then go back to designing, making shirts. And I realized that if I just put a little bit of effort in, there was a chance for me to grow up in this place and see what I can do. And so through a course of time, it, probably less than a year actually, um, I started doing more of the art side. And uh, someone that had trained me and has since passed, her, her name is Jessica, taught me a lot of the ropes, taught me how to print basic printing, uh, taught me how to do production style art. It was different than what I was doing and I definitely had a big learning curve with it's not being so particular about every single piece of artwork that went out and that might sound crazy to you out there that you know it really does matter but production style artwork is you get it in you get it out and it's a different kind of artwork it's not the most creative all the time but you can find creativity in that speed and it find it in the fact that you have to get something out but also try to get the highest quality possible and that's something that i i struggled with early on i I definitely did but i got through it and I, i gained and Um, eventually I was doing more artwork than I was, you know, only printing. And then it got to the point when, as happens, the person that trains you, they leave, and then all of a sudden you're doing more than you wanted to do. And so I was doing creative direction, uh, as much as I can be in a production-level job, and uh, printing. I printed every single piece that came out of the shop. And now luckily we weren't major, but when you're a manual shop, and you live in Maryland, and if anyone from Maryland's listening to this, you know what I'm talking about. Maryland flag logos on a dark shirt. You're talking like five colors, and it's brutal. And the combination of doing all that and um, realizing that it was all in my head and getting all where it had to be, that I really had to start looking at production. Because before we started hiring people on, I wanted to make sure that I knew how to run a shop or at least have a theory about how to run a shop. And so through a, a series of events of just um, trying to get the shop to be where I wanted to be as someone that wanted to work there and through uh, production learning from people like Marshall Atkinson, all his free content and uh, j- you know, just reading and reading and reading about print and how to do it and how to do it well. I ended up becoming a production manager and uh, still doing the printing and still doing the, but I had a lot more power and control over how I was able to shape my day and uh, construct a, a system to be able to, to work in. And so that's what I was doing. I was trying to figure out to how would I want to build a shop that I really had no final ownership over, but how was I going to be able to get to where I needed to be with it and what I feel it needed to grow. And so that's just a, a brief history of where I was at. So now I, I've, been, I've been doing this and production manager, actually, for probably about you know, five years or whatever. I've been at the shop I've been at, which is now called WGM Printing, for roughly seven and a half years. And I'm pretty excited about it. I'm excited about what it can be with the shop, but I think all of that experience now has got me to a point where in the past couple of years, I've been thinking more about what I want to apply that knowledge to. And of course, I don't know any printer that has done something that hasn't at least thought about opening their own shop and and making that a priority in what their professional career is. And so I obviously thought about that. And through a course of time, I wanted to call that shop Shirt Folk. Now, I didn't think I was really ready for it. And there was still a part of me that thought I could take over the shop that I'm working at, so take over WGM. And, you know, even the owner, I think at some point was like, okay, this could be yours. And so there came a point when I was trying to go, okay, well, look, we're, we're, we're trying to rebrand. We're trying to be something different and grow with this. You know, why not call it Shared Folk? Why not have this be the new thing? And it didn't go as well as I planned, you know. And obviously the owner has final say and uh, the direction wasn't necessarily what I wanted to do. But I was on board because, uh, you know, I'm loyal enough that I want to try to make things work. So I, I sat on Shirt Folk. I sat on it for about a year. I didn't let it go. I didn't sell the name. I didn't really put it out there because I knew that I wanted to do something with it. And so in late 2018, and it was literally around Christmas, we, we, we shut down production for a week. And so I sat down and I was at my girlfriend's place and I started Shirt Folk. I started Shirt Folk as a place to sell T-shirts that I had commissioned. And through that process, um, I was making shirts. And it was hard and, you know, there's money up front, but not crazy. I think the biggest money up front was trying to pay artists up front and get them uh, them paid, not having them worrying about, man, he's selling enough shirts and all that. And uh, in hindsight, I would have done a lot of things differently, and that's the thing for other future episodes of what I would have done differently now, knowing what I know, but I was making them, and I released two lines of shirts, and then I knew we were going to hit spring, so, you know, you're hitting March, and it gets crazy, in the, in the apparel print industry, even with small shops, it doesn't matter, you get crazy, and it's not just sports related, it's really anything, it's just, that's when people start buying shirts a lot. And particularly with year-end stuff, it piles up. So I took a month. I took a month when I realized, okay, I'm not going to release shirts this month. It had been two lines of shirts. They sold but not amazing, totally not amazing. And that goes in with, like, I think I could have done some things differently. And, But I, you know, I put it out there. I was going to take a break. I was making it chill. And I, I stopped to think that I always had this thing. And it was the same thing I had when I was doing – I was working at, a, at, at the movie store – and I, I had this thought, why don't I miss what I was doing? Why aren't I gung-ho to do what I was doing? And it got me thinking I didn't like selling shirts. Now, what I did like doing was talking about shirts and talking to artists and talking to what their process is and really bending over backwards sometimes to want to put their perspective and their thoughts and dreams out there and their work. And so I thought, after frankly another month, it just it wasn't really happening, and I'll be I'm being a little I guess humble in that I did I take that month, and then at April, I episode you know a couple months ago I launched it anew. I, I realized that what I wanted to do with this was I wanted to talk about the people behind these things, and the selling of shirts. Again, this these are. Topic for other days and as i'm talking that's why i love this kind of stuff because it's it's off the top of my head as i'm going this isn't rehearsed um, i do have thoughts as i'm talking here but this is more of a topic for a future episode or having a guest on and talking about it but i realized that it, it went against my mentality if i was to be profitable at doing this as the main thing i would have to be releasing more shirts than i was really comfortable with doing and again, I'll go into that more in future episodes, but it just, it didn't fit my, my worldview. But what I love talking about people and and learning about them and doing all that. And so I was going to really just make it about illustrators and make it more about what they were doing and how they were doing it. And that would have been really niche and, and I think it could have worked. And But I got to thinking, what do I do every single day? I'm in production management. I'm in this. I, you know I'm, I'm part of this. I'm always reading about this, always thinking about it why not talk about the people behind the entire print industry and just talk about stories? And we all have them. And not just how we started, it's every day. Every day is a struggle sometimes, like everyone is. And I think it's relatable across any industry. We all have our thing. We all have our processes. all have our fears and our successes and our strengths and our weaknesses. And that's what I wanted to talk about. And I didn't want to talk about the apparel industry through a a purview of no, that's not the right word. I didn't want to look for a prism of nostalgia and to think that the, the industry was perfect and it's got so many great pluses, but it's also got a lot of minuses. And I wanted to explore those, not to tear down the industry, but to try to build it up. Um, the environmental aspects are interesting, and, but you know there's, there's labor issues. There's how we print, what we print on. These are all questions that I started thinking more and more about, and I realized that's what I wanted the platform to be. I wanted to showcase people, but I also wanted to talk about the industry. And that's what this is, and that's what I want shirt folk to become and continue to be. And I don't know. I, need, I realized I needed help. And that's something that I wasn't always prepared for. I, I learn on my own. I do things on my own. And that's sort of what I do. And that's, that was always my method of doing things. And so it's, it's hard for me to be able to go, okay, I got to wait for this and, and try to mix things up and get things happening. But that's the process of what we're in for. So that's sort of my basic history, just my very, very bare bones history of why I'm doing this and, and what drives me to do this. And so I'm going to briefly wrap this episode up with talking about what the future of this, I hope, is to be. Now, for this podcast itself, um, I would like to do these daily if I can and to make them, again, very topic-oriented, very – but, you know, right now I realize that might be a bit of a thing because I also post a video vlog every day. And I want to keep that consistent and keep that rolling too. And I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But with this podcast, at the very least, I want it to be centered around a topic, whether that's a guest or a shop or a process um, beyond the technical, the process of thinking about the industry and what it is. That's what I want this podcast to be, at least at this moment. And I realize everything's fluid and things change and processes become processes for a reason. You, you think about them for a while and then they move on and you grow. And, and that's what I want this to be. Shirt Folk itself, I want it to be a, a place to go for thought and for uh, introspection in the industry, not just, again, a, a place to think about nostalgic or complain about it or its solutions. And there's a lot of great thinkers out there in this industry alone, let alone people outside of it that I think they can influence us in a great way, in an amazing way. There's some people that I've been following recently that, I won't really announce names yet because I don't know what I can do with it, but I I really am, uh, I think they can really provide something to the industry because they're outside of it. And they can see things about labor issues and environmental issues, and just thinking about us as customer service wise, and big ideas that I am trying to learn. Uh, I'm at a point where I feel like I have reached a point at a small shop where there's a growth aspect that I want to try to gain from myself. And I'm still happy at where I work at, but I will say that I feel I have to push myself. And that's what this is. It's allowing me, and that's a, I think it's important to know what someone is getting out of putting something out. Now, of course, down the line, I would love to be able to monetize things and be able to, to make money off of doing this. But right now, this is a growth aspect for me. And I, I'm getting the value out of being able to talk to these people that probably wouldn't give me the time of day if I didn't have a platform that they can get their ideas out and give value to them to be able to share with you and give you value. And that's what I'm getting. I'm gaining the, the knowledge that I wouldn't have gotten otherwise. I get to talk to illustrators, hopefully, and thinkers in the industry and printers that have 30 plus years experience and they've seen it all and done it all and they have stories and they have thoughts behind things beyond just how do you price a shirt how do you start a shop on the tax end there's plenty of great resources for that and that's amazing but I want to really think beyond that and realize that it's a sales thing as anything else there's no pedestal but there's also, like any industry, we got to think beyond what's right in front of our face and see that there is a future, and there's, there's things are going to change and process. And the more we think about it early, the less of a shock that change is later because it's still going to be a shock, but it's not something we have to be afraid of. And so I, if nothing else, I want shirt folk to be associated with learning and growing. And whoever sees it and hears it and, and reads about it, that's what I want this to be. So again, I mentioned the podcast, I mentioned my daily vlogs, what I will continue doing. They're called Shirt Folk Daily, they're on Instagram TV. I want my website to be, again, a platform for showcasing, for talking about ideas. And that's largely going to be on my journal section. And uh, before too long here, I'm going to have a, a really cool illustrator named Alex Adams uh, coming up. And I, I'm really excited about putting his stuff up. The illustration side of it will be great for the journal simply because it's so visual. And so what I want to do is, is have a platform for everyone to – however you're, you're comfortable with sharing your vision, sharing your passion, sharing your, your topics. And you can, if you're good on all of them, well, then I'll circle around and we'll have you on all of them. But if you're good on video and you're not so great in writing or you're, you're good on audio but you're not so great on video, I want to give you a reason and a platform for me able to get to Shirt Folk and not some other place – because it's a really interesting way for you to be able to put yourself out there and have different venues and different ways of doing it, and you're not getting shortchanged on any of them. If you do video well, that's great, and you can, you can expand on that and, uh, and get yourself out there the way you want to. If audio, if you're really just not comfortable with being seen or you just feel you can paint a picture very well, then I want to be able to provide that too. And the website obviously is crucial to house all of this, but it's also had its own thing. If, you're, if you have a great story to write or if you feel you have a great interview through writing, you know you can do that too. It's all about opportunities to get stories out because it's about the people. It's not about the vanity metrics and that's what I'm hoping this is all about. It's about value, not vanity and everyone has a story, everyone has a purpose, everyone has a reason and I think in the apparel industry there's a lot of great stories that can reach people that aren't in the apparel industry. And I hope moving forward I get to share that with all of you, and you share your stories with me. So please reach out to me at robertshirtfolk.com. Obviously, I'll be contacting people as I go on my own, as people inspire me every day. But you can always reach out to me at robertshirtfolk.com through the website, through our contact form, through Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat. They're all there, all at shirtfolk. I look forward to hearing from you because I need your help to put this platform as much as anything. And it's not monetary I'm speaking of right now. I'm talking about literally your stories. I want to be able to talk to you. And if it's a process that's going to take time, then I want it to be something that's worthwhile putting out there. So thank you so much for listening to episode one. Um, obviously, this will be an ever-changing thing right now. And I, I hope you, you hop along the same way as we, you've been following with me on my daily vlogs. I really appreciate that. And I'm um, about to stop this and go record one of those. So thank you again for listening. I'll see you when I see you with episode two and hopefully find a more frequent uh, time to post. So thank you so much. Have a great night. I'll talk to you later.